0: Nowadays, especially with 2020, I think there is this like burden on humanity. There's this discomfort. There's a lack of safety. There's confusion. There's division. There's separation. There's differences in family members that are tearing people apart. And I think because of that, a lot of people are, guess what? Yeah, they're doing the thing. They're exercising. They're getting in front of their red light or into their sauna. Maybe they're taking some cold baths. They're maybe doing even more than they did before, but their recovery is getting worse. And so, Number one is you got to respect the need for this inner work, and to the extent you have to balance that checkbook. When this baby hits 88 miles per hour, you're going to see some serious shit. That is the story of human progress, one inch at a time. I'm your host, Joe DiStefano, and you're listening to Stack. Hey guys, what's happening? Welcome to the show. I'm excited that you're here. Thank you for joining. Um, I hope you're enjoying the 2021 lineup. Um, You know, December, we launched uh, a lot of best of episodes that people seem to be digging. I hope you guys uh, are all getting a lot of value out of those or or enjoying them. But it was an interesting month where, um, you know, I kind of recorded a couple of shows, but it was mostly just uh, compiling Old shows, and it was so refreshing to kind of go back and and listen to those conversations, and and kind of uh, in my own way, kind of navigate 2021, and and really uh, figure out the type of information I wanted to bring more of to you guys, and, and so it was super helpful. And um, shout out to Marissa Estep, who is on Instagram. I want to I want to let you guys know her handle because you should go follow her. She helped out a ton on those shows. I never would have got all those out without her. Um, It's just Marissa underscore E-S-T-E-P underscore women's performance coach. Uh, Go follow her on Instagram. She helped out a ton and um, I owe her my sincerest gratitude because she made my life very, very easy and hope you guys are digging those shows. But since 2021 began, um, I really hope you guys have been caught up. You know, we had Mike Fitch, We had Emilia run through 40-plus questions that help you guys set your intentions for 2021, and then just the other day, we launched the third installment with Dr. Chris Shade, who is uh, just such a wealth of knowledge, but he's just such a fun guy to talk to, and uh, I just listened to the show myself before I jumped on the air, and I just... I'm so grateful for him and and his ability and willingness to uh come onto this podcast and just share his wisdom and update us on how to optimize our health because the world is ever changing and our approach needs to change and twenty twenty was a prime example of that where, as I mentioned on that show with dr chris shade uh I saw more people testing nutrients in twenty twenty than than I had in years past, in other words. I had people getting you know blood panels every six weeks, and because so many people are supplementing in new ways or at new intensities, and uh, and they wanted to see what was happening in their blood, and so it was a really cool thing. Where a lot of times clients, you know, maybe they get their blood done every three months if we're lucky, or every six months sometimes, but. Uh, this year, we really were able to see what works and what doesn't, and that is why I wanted to bring him on because I knew he would have the answer. And I won't go into that entire show now, but um, just flip on back and and check out that show now or or after you listen to this one. Um, on top of that, you know, I've had a lot of conversations. I've told you guys about the tribe a bunch of times now, and I've been hosting calls every single week with my tribe members, um, coaching calls and support calls and. Now, book club calls, and uh, there's a couple questions that have kind of been a little bit recurring or uh, a few answers that have been more recurring. So, in other words, five different questions might have the same answer because if the solution is A, B, or C, um, yeah, that's that's actually probably more what I'm noticing is that there's a couple of trends in my advice right now based on my experience in 2020 that are that are sort of, you know, I don't want to say catch alls, but they're very common um, concerns right now. So I want to dive into those on today's show. Uh, as always, you guys, you can find the show notes for this episode at coach And of course, You can click Joe recommends for all of my latest and greatest recommendations. This includes updates like the sauna I'm using in my new house. It includes new products. I got rid of a couple of products. I changed brands on a couple of products. So I'm constantly keeping that thing updated, but, uh, so head on over, check it out and stay tuned because there's some more stuff coming up there. My home gym and I did a whole episode on my home gym, but now I'm here in my house and I'm in the process every day of, of chipping away at that construction project. And, uh, it's getting super exciting and, um, my training and, and my upcoming program. And I did talk about this, so I won't repeat myself, but I'm so excited. I've been doing, uh, my fat bar arrived, my axle bar. So I couldn't really, you know, I don't do a ton of barbell stuff. So I wasn't going to buy like a conventional bar. And, uh, but the funny thing is I, um, I could only get 25 pound plates, when I was ordering because everyone is sold out. Uh, so I've been doing these fat grip deadlifts, uh, with 20, with a bunch of 25 pound plates. I get like, you know, six, I think 25 pound plates on the bar. And I've been doing these kind of tempoed, Uh, which basically means like slow on the way down a little bit. And and I'm not jerking anything around. It's just kind of uh, like eight to 10 reps, three sets. I'm just building this little base and really challenging my grip with the fat bar. But that's an example of like, you know, just being a little bit resourceful. And um, when you're resourceful, you actually hit your body in new ways that are uh, highly beneficial. You know, I never would have piled on a bunch of 25 pound plates if I had 45s around, but guess what? The 25 pound plates make, give you four more inches of range. Um, you know, I didn't measure it, but I'm assuming that's about the difference between a 25 and a, and a 45 pound plate might even be, depends on the plate, but, um, I have steel plates, by the way, I'm not using bumper plates, but, uh, it's been really cool and I'm feeling the difference. And, uh, so anyways, I guess I'm just excited about my own little training program. And, and yes, you might be wondering, I thought you only trained with kettlebells and, uh, it's really exciting. I am just, you know, I have been the guy, I sold a fitness business back in, uh, around 2010, about the time was, uh, the Spartan race started and, and I became fully engulfed in that. Um, and since that time, I have probably trained with barbells 10 times and I'm not kidding. I train with barbells when, when I go to Iceland because I go to CrossFit there. Um, I train with barbells, like, you know, at a couple of like, bachelor parties with my, you know, fitness friends over the years, you know, sometimes there's a workout, so I'll do them then or, you know, but in terms of like, you know, consist, I am, I am the guy with no shoes in the sun with kettlebells in the front yard. And I've been that guy for about 10 years, but it's interesting because in 2021, as I kind of got in touch with my, uh, objectives, um, and honestly, my podcast with Eric Cressy recently made me think back to when I was a client of Eric's and i have never been stronger i have never been stronger in my whole life and i needed it at that time because when i went to see eric i you know i'd been dealing with some stuff relating to my head injury that i've talked about on this show i also just did a recent podcast on um wade lightheart's podcast where i dive deep into my head injury and and um and much more of the story than I think I've shared on stack. So I'll link to that in the show notes. It's with my good friends at bioptimizers. They have a, uh, an awesome health podcast it's called. And, um, so you can head on over if you want to, but when I went to see Eric, I was, I was feeling emotionally, you know, vulnerable and a little bit down and, um, not strong in my body and not confident in my soul and Eric put me on a program, and honestly, the program had a lot of back squats in it, and uh, back squats, reverse lunges with um, back-loaded barbell positions, and, and the one difference is because I have bilateral shoulder tails, uh, tears, dislocations, my collarbone was separated at both ends once, so my body, as I've said, my neck is messed up from getting cracked in the skull, but none of these are limitations. But at that time, they had all kind of come to a head, and I was again not feeling my best. So, anyways, when I went to Eric's place, you know, Eric works with a billion dollars worth of shoulders every year. So that back squat position, if you've got shoulder junk going on, it's just a square peg in a round hole, which is why I never did back squats because you put your shoulders into that deep kind of external rotation, especially if you've got you know a little bit of. Uh, you know, a little bit of uh, postural stuff going on or or again, previous shoulder injury. It's just silly. It's just like, you're just going to like, you know, it depends, I guess your goals, but like I'm 36 this year. It's like, I'm not interested in like trying to see how many squats I can do with a regular barbell until my shoulders hurt. You know, that's not really my thing, but when I was in his gym, he used all these special bars and this was the same bar Stuart McGill mentioned uh, at the end of our second episode together, which went live uh, the first or second week of December in 2020. Um, So we had like the safety squat bar and, and one of the bars that he had uh, was called the um, giant cambered bar. And I think you get it at like, um, I mean, I'm sure you can get it at all the big manufacturers now, but his was um, from elite FTS And, um, oh, hi buddy. Leon Torres here. What's up, bud? Hold on one sec guys. Pause, pause the show. All right, guys, we are back. Sorry about that. Um, so anyways, he had me do these back squats. He had me do reverse lunges with the back loaded bar. And then he also had me do slide board reverse lunges, which are just unbelievable. If you have hip stuff going on, uh, the slideboard board reverse lunge with a barbell that was pretty, pretty heavy was just like, it, it was such a difference maker in my hips. But anyway, so th- I used this giant cambered bar a lot. And when I was with Eric, I became stronger than I've ever been in my life. And I've been focused on for the last decade, uh, you know, health and fitness, right? So seasonally, or a couple of times a year, I do an event like an RKC, where I spend eight weeks, 12 weeks getting, you know, really fit. And fitness is basically, to me, uh, you know, being able to, uh, you know, in the case of the RKC, move a heavy weight as if it was light for a period that becomes aerobic. So the snatch test is 50 or excuse me, 100 uh, kettlebell snatches in five minutes with a 53 pound weight. And so that's something that requires an unbelievable amount of uh, mental fortitude and power and endurance. But when I was training with Eric, it was more of that like grinding strength. And here's the thing. It it transformed my body. Um, I probably gained, I was probably 10 pounds heavier than I am now because I was, you know, drinking a lot of milk and doing the things that I do when I want to put on muscle and gain some weight. Um, but anyways, that like three times per week doing almost like a power uh, you know, set, uh, a lot of the five by five and that kind of stuff. It got me out of that funk. It got me out of that. Once I started to feel good in my physical body and i knew i wasn't taxing my nervous system too much that's the other thing because uh you know when you do a lot of like fitness and and fitness in terms of what the definition has become for most people which is generally a lot of hit and a lot of box jumps and a lot of like metabolic stuff and a lot of just kind of workouts that leave you kind of like you know busted that at that time completely taxed my nervous system i couldn't handle hit at that time because i just had too much of a cumulative load on my system and so going back to basics, doing some powerlifting stuff, five, three, one, some five by five, some, uh, some three by three, some five sets of two, whatever it might be, um, really got me into my body and feeling super, super duper strong. And then that laid just an unbelievable foundation for kettlebell training. So kettlebells just, I was into kettlebells before Eric, I was in kettlebells after Eric, but that block with Eric was when I spent the most time under a barbell and long story short, I also am going to be putting one of those cambered bars in my gym because I'm going to start doing some back squats and I don't want to blow out my shoulders, but I want to get that back. I feel like it's 2021. I'm a dad. I'm a provider. I'm a husband. I am a person in this world right now. And the kind of collective consciousness, the energy of the universe right now is like, It's heavy. It's heavy, and so what happens if you got to deal with heavy shit? Well, you better get strong, and so it's a different type of fitness. I'm still going to be doing uh, the Kettlebellers Anonymous program, which currently is an endurance block. Uh, we're building a base for the for the new year, and by about March, the kettlebell group is actually going to be doing a strength block as well. So I'm actually going to be pivoting myself and my own training into the program that they're going to be getting in uh, April, May, June. So. Um, I'm excited to do that and I'm going to be putting, putting on some muscle and and maybe I'll share some of it on Instagram. Admittedly, most of my stuff these days is, is going into the tribe because, uh, I let people trickle in that, that are really genuinely interested in what I'm doing. And, uh, Instagram is, is becoming a, a less of a focus because, uh, as we learned in 2020, you know, it's become very politicized and you gotta, you gotta, you can only talk about stuff they want you to talk about. And, uh, you know, if you're not, you know, post and workout videos every single day, then, then you can't get any reach. And so it just hasn't really won the cost benefit analysis for me. And so, um, I'm sharing a lot, but I will share some more on Instagram, uh, in the coming weeks and months, but if you want more, please just check out the tribe, just head on over to coach Jodi. you can click the tribe or you can head to tribe.runklelife.com. You can join the, uh, community membership, or you can join kettlebells anonymous if you really want to kind of ramp up your, your programming and your fitness. So I think those three days a week of of uh, of two days a week of back squats, and then I'm probably going to do a deadlift day with the fat bar. Um, I think that's going to be just such an amazing layer to add and reincorporate as I rejuvenate my own practice and and with a new mind state. You know, uh, again, um, husband, dad, provider, uh, coach is a. Um, there's a lot there. There's a lot. Um, I've got to be a I got to be the strength for quite a lot of people. And so I want to get back to that body and that mind that, uh, Eric got me to, not that I'm in the same mental place. I actually feel great right now, but, uh, anyways, I'm rambling, but, um, I'm super excited guys, you know, just to get back into that zone. And so, uh, anyway, I invite you to ask yourself, Emilia's 40, some odd questions from the previous podcast just two two episodes ago last Fridays actually and um, and get in touch with these types of things in your life you know what do you want this year when did you feel your best when did you look your best when were you most confident happy collected when was your relationship or relationships you know when were they most uh healthy uh when did you kind of look in the mirror and really feel good about yourself most because retrace those steps and figure out what those things were because what I've found is like, just like my experience I just shared, sometimes when you have those moments, this thing, feeling this way, doing back squats pulled me out of this funk that I was in. And now today, I'm taking that learning and applying it to a time in my life when I'm doing far better than I was then. So imagine where that'll take me now, knowing it's been a bit of a deficit in my own program. So super excited uh and i am once again rambling about the exact same thing so let's dive into this guys and um the first thing i wanted to kind of tackle is related to this and it is hrv now i'm good friends with a lot of people that are involved with uh activity tracking businesses companies products wearables um, and I love them all I mean they've all got their thing. I think whoop has amazing uh, data that allows anybody to really have actionable tips advice um, you know they can they can just look at the stuff and all of a sudden they know exactly what they need to do um, I think Aura has the best sleep tracking of any of these things just unbelievable. Um, I think, you know, there's a new one I started using called Morpheus, which is, uh, super cool as well. That actually syncs with all of the other ones. So if you've got a aura ring for your sleep, it'll connect to your Morpheus during your exercise training. And, um, anyone that's learned the hard way, you can't really wear an aura ring while you do kettlebells because you'll take off your finger, um, I've had a lot of people that are like, you know, my elbow hurts when I do kettlebells and and I've retraced it a few times to them trying to train with their aura ring on. And basically, if you try to do kettlebells in, in high volumes with an aura ring, you're missing one of your fingers. Basically one of your fingers is not exactly where the brain thinks it should be. And therefore that changes the entire articulation from the elbow and even into the shoulder and even into the thoracic spine. So don't try to do like high rep kettlebell snatches with a, with an aura ring on, because, uh, you know, if you're, if you're lucky, you'll get a little like, you know, slice on your finger. And if you're not lucky, you'll like shred your shoulder or something. Um, but, anyways, here we go. So, I recently, uh, I still use, I might be the only one, but my good friend Ben Greenfield has an app called Nature Beat. And I've always loved Ben's app. And I was using this for years prior to any of these wearables hitting the market. And what it is, is you do the two to five minute uh, HRV test when you wake up in the morning. So I used to keep my heart rate strap next to my bed. I kept my phone there too on airplane mode. And when I woke up in the morning before I did anything, I would reach over into the, into the, you know, side table, grab my heart rate strap, get it on, try not to think too much, try not to move too much, try not to do anything, sync up my phone, put Bluetooth on for a quick second while I did it. And then I would just breathe and see where my recovery was at. And that was kind of what I used for HRV. And, and you know, I did that for about three years every single day prior to my TED talk on the subject, which we can um, link to in the show notes, which is crazy. I think it has like a million views now. Um, anyways, what I like about Nature Beat is it shows the uh, frequencies of your hurry variability, it doesn't just spit out, you know, 89. Uh, it actually shows you the sympathetic and parasympathetic systems and where your dominance lies and and what sort of uh, power frequencies you're generating. And oftentimes, you could have an HRV that is uh, you know, reasonably good, but you're actually quite sympathetic. And so that's what I really like about that. And when I picked up the Morpheus band recently, um, it functions the same way. I actually lost my heart rate strap in Luxembourg. So um, I hadn't been able to do it in a while. And here's the deal. Um, I've mentioned before on this show that when Amelia was pregnant, um, I did do nature beat a couple of times because I could do it whenever I want. I don't have to wear the thing 24 hours a day, but when she was pregnant and uh, definitely after the baby was born, I didn't think it was um, important for me to be tracking my sleep and and judging uh, you know, my sleep scores and things as I'm trying to, again, like just be here and and provide some stability during a time that is extremely challenging. Um, and so I decided to just cut it all. And here's the deal. Interestingly, over the last, you know, my son's eight months old uh, sleep has been quite often interrupted. I mean, I don't remember the last time he sleeps amazing because his mom is amazing and, and she is just unbelievably, incredible uh just an amazing mom that is giving him just every advantage that i could dream of and so it's not surprising he actually is an amazing sleeper he sleeps pseudo through the night almost every night and he has since he was a little tiny baby uh but you know there's a couple of wake-ups during the night that's just the way it is and so long story short um you know my sleep has been interrupted for the last year or more i i You know, today I was up at four o'clock in the morning because he decided that's what time he was getting up. And and so I, just the other day, in the context of having an eight-month-old living in Europe in the last month traveling back to the United States 20 hours with an infant, with a dog, moving into a new house, moving out of an old house blah 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 my HRV was phenomenal you know it was over 90 but more importantly using nature beat my my frequencies were completely in the green in other words completely balanced and i don't remember that being the case as good as i saw it just now when i was dedicating myself to my recovery when i was uh not a, a husband father and provider when i was Uh, just Joe. And so one of the answers to questions that I've had recently, uh, especially as it relates to HRV, especially when we dive into like, why isn't my HRV high? Is it the, you know, is it the this and is it the that? And yes, if you listen to previous episodes, very oftentimes there's a food intolerance, there's a, you know, um, something unsaid, there's uh, tension in a relationship, whatever. But Nowadays, more and more, especially with 2020, I think there is this like burden on humanity. There's this, uh, there's this discomfort. There's a lack of safety. There's confusion. There's division. There's separation. There's, uh, differences in family members that are tearing people apart. And I think because of that, a lot of people are guess what? Yeah, they're doing the thing. They're exercising. They're getting in front of their they're getting in front of their red light or into their sauna. Maybe they're taking some cold baths. But they're maybe doing even more than they did before, but their recovery is getting worse. And so number one is you gotta respect the need for this inner work and to the extent you have to balance that checkbook because, you know, uh, you know, the recovery bank account, you know, maybe a hard workout is a, you know, $100 debit. And, and to break that even, you got to spend 20 minutes in the, in the hot tub and get a massage and do all the things. And that comes down to the old, like, I think it was Bobby Maximus who used to say, like, there's no such thing as overtraining. There's only under recovering and you just got to balance this checkbook. So um, there's that. But here's the thing. I suspect, at least in some of the conversations I've had recently, people don't give enough credit to themselves. They don't give enough credence to the weight of humanity right now, the weight of the universe. And all they think about is my diet is cleaner than it was last year. My recovery is more tuned up. My workouts are more consistent. Uh, I invested in a sauna. Uh, Why is my HRV down? And in part, it's down because you're obsessed with it it's down because you're constantly watching and, and when you look at your HRV, you might feel great, but if you see that it's 52 or you see that it's five, I've had, I've had some people pilots and things that have seen like single digit HRVs, um, which is scary if you've ever, if you're a person that flies a lot, I guess. But Much of the time, it's the internalization, the judgment, and the constant preoccupation with these biohacking, self-quantifying metrics that actually cause the stress that we're recording, that actually cause the stress that we're quantifying. And we don't appreciate that enough. And if my story uh, is to be uh, believed... How come my HRV is better now with far more stress in my life, even fewer less intense workouts, worse sleep, but my HRV is better and more balanced i have a lot of joy in my life i have my little boy and i i start my day off with you know 15 or 20 minutes of affirmations i never look at my hrv and so hopefully this is helpful and not just a bunch of me rambling but we have to kind of realize that it's healthy until it's stressful and if we are stressed or if we're dealing with a lot first of all put your hands on your heart and forgive yourself and have some compassion give yourself some strength, do the thymic thump from power force, which is just when you pound your collarbones. It's amazing. It's so cool. I talk a little bit about that, I believe, on the Paul Check show, but you can just read power verse force and, and read all about the thymic thump. But we need to work on our energetic systems more now than ever. And I think a lot of these self-quantifying things are starting to work against some people, and I think that there's a lot of people taking rest days even that don't need them, maybe that didn't earn them. The stress is just coming from the universe. So I hope that's helpful. Let me know if it is. You can send me an email at hey at coachjoDI.com and I usually answer. Um, Or you can send me a DM on Instagram at coachjoedi, or you can join the tribe and, and send me a note there, and I definitely Definitely answer everybody on the tribe. Now, uh, another question that I have been receiving, and I keep saying that, but in reality, it's another piece of advice I keep dishing, is uh, on the topic of mouth taping. Now, I first interviewed Lois Laney about, I don't know, maybe a year and a half ago. And on that podcast, I was taping my mouth at that time. And what I was using were these strips that just went over your lips. It was basically the same as using like a, you know, piece of, um, like, you know, inch thick micro port tape and just putting it right over those lips. And on that podcast, and I, I actually don't recall if it was on the air, or if it made the final cut or not, but, um, Lois said, never tape your mouth closed tape around your mouth. And so she had me buy thinner micro tape and put like six or Five or six, like little pieces that just surrounded my mouth. And her thing was, now you're stimulating the nerves that actually cause your mouth to close, which is far more parasympathetically biased as opposed to your brain thinking you're like being held captive and you have duct tape over your mouth and you're in a stressful situation because you can't open your mouth. Right. So. I took that. I tried that. Admittedly, I got a little tired of ripping five little pieces of tape and, and positioning them around my mouth and um maybe not being quite as sold because I had a I had a, a thing where I was like, Why would I like I can just do this and I, I I'm pretty sure I get the same benefit and it's fifty times easier. Well now it's a year or so later and my tune has changed and I wish I could go back and um have been taping my mouth how I am taping my mouth now all freaking year. Because uh, my friend Patrick McEwan, and I will link to the podcast with him, which is phenomenal. It's one of the most downloaded shows of the last couple of months. Um, he talks about his tape. Which is, um, which is called Myotape. Uh, you can actually find it along with a discount at coachjodicom oxygen. And admittedly, I have not checked the discount code. Patrick just gave it to us when we did the podcast to, uh, you know, as a gift to our listeners. So if it's not live, you know, um, I'm sorry, but they're not that expensive anyway. Uh, anyway, Patrick's tape. Here's the deal Myotape is exactly what Lois Laney had told me about. It's exactly that. It's around the mouth. It's not over the mouth. But here's the thing. You probably listened maybe to the podcast with Steve Capobianco, who is the founder or one of the founders of a company called Rock Tape. What I did not know about Patrick's Mouth Tape is that it is more like rock tape or any kind of kinesiological tape than it is micropore tape. In other words, it's active it's pulling your fascia and yes it is stimulating those nerves so i have used micropore tape i have used every tape strip i have used the amazon mouth tape strips i've used the european amazon mouth tape strips i've been used i've used the united states amazon mouth tape strips i've used them all i've never felt how i feel after a night with myo strips and so anybody lately that's talked about either deviated septum or um, which again, I've talked about this a lot on the show, but a lot of times that's a stress response. It's a thing. It's just something we need to work through. Anybody that has, uh, asked me about stress reduction, anybody that wants to improve their performance, I feel like a broken record because I've been telling them to switch whatever they're taping their mouth with the myotape, or if they're not start what this tape does, it's like rock tape. And it's literally like my jaw feels different. My mouth feels different. I wake up refreshed. I wake up feeling amazing. It's a phenomenal experience. And uh, again, I think it would be life-changing for just about everybody if they hop on the wagon. Um, it's phenomenal. So anyways, that's another common answer to questions lately because it's something we all need to do because if you are holding that stress, like I just talked about with HRV, your mouth might be popping open all night and you don't know it. And guess what that does to HRV? It sinks it. It is just in the pits because you've been mouth breathing. You've been stimulating that sympathetic system. You're blowing off CO2. You're creating a scenario inside your body that's prone to inflammation. You're increasing your respiratory rate. It's just a mess. So highly recommended. Can't recommend it enough. Patrick is a fantastic just brilliant guy. He's got a new book coming out. Go listen to our podcast. It's in the show notes at coachjodi.com. It was probably 15 episodes ago. Uh, highly recommended. Another question I got too funny, too funny was um, somebody that didn't think dry farm wines tasted good. This was a kind of, I had to scratch my head for a minute on this. And, um, and then what I realized is that when I was in Europe, I would, on occasion, um, be handed a glass of wine that was not what you would call a dry farm wine, or, or at least, you know, as far as we know, and I would think, Jesus, this tastes like a, you know, vodka cranberry, you know, what the heck is going on here? And so, it's funny, right, if you think about somebody, and it's been a few years since I've had this conversation with somebody, but back when grass-fed beef was just getting started, somebody that switched from like a conventionally raised, hyper-fat beef, um, and they went to grass-fed, they're like, it doesn't taste as good. It doesn't have the same like flavor. It doesn't, it's not good. And and then guess what? Everyone kind of got used to it. And now we don't have that conversation anymore. At least I don't. But I think that one of the things that I think is um, that I think this person was dealing with was if you're drinking conventional wine, it's higher in alcohol, which gives you a, a numbing. It gives you a uh, sensory. It gives you a whole bunch of stuff you're not really realizing. Uh, it's also riddled with additives, sweeteners, things that kind of tickle your, your neurotransmitters, things that get you um, you know, a little more toxic or intoxicated, right? Uh, and so when you switch to a super clean wine, it probably doesn't taste like much because dry farm wines are 12.5% or lower. And so many of the wines now are up at 14. I've even seen 15. And so most of the dry farm wines for folks listening are Pinot Noir type wines. They're light, they're uh they're very flavorful, but they're lower in alcohol. They've got none of those additives that you know. no one knows what it's actually doing to your system. I dive deep with this uh, with the podcast with Dr. Todd White, which we'll link to in the show notes at coachodi.com for this episode, uh, which I highly recommend if you're a wine drinker because you will never drink conventional wine again. I can almost promise you that. Um, but um, I think that's the big thing. When you eat something healthy or drink something healthy in this case, and you don't like it, you should always scratch your head because chances are uh, there's should be an upgrade in something. But, you know, it's the type of thing that, like, if your biology is used to, uh, you know, some kind of, like, hyper-impactful, uh, sedative uh, experience or just a very dark, flavorful, full-bodied wine— that's just not what Dry Farm is. Dry Farm wines for people like me that, you know, a uh, couple of nights throughout the week, you want to have a nice glass, maybe two, uh, of, an, of a wine that's lower in alcohol, that's not going to knock you out of keto if that's your jam, that's going to taste good, but it's an accent on a healthful day. It's not a uh, drinking away 12 hours on the computer and a boss you don't like. And I think that. If you've if you've been in the other camp, uh, it will be a big shift, but I think it's something that we just need to sort of uh, be aware of. And if it's a decision we want to make to go in a more healthy direction, just like the grass-fed beef 10 years ago, it's well worth it. And as you guys know, I'm good friends with those people up at Dry Farm Wines. They have supported our Runga events since the start. We used to smuggle uh, Dry Farm Wines into foreign countries. And, um, uh, because I wanted to make sure that our guests were, were given the highest quality wine possible and we didn't get, you know, sometimes we couldn't get enough to get the whole, you know, 40 people for seven straight nights or however long the thing is we couldn't get enough, but, uh, we would get as much as we possibly could into the country. And interestingly, if you bring a glass of wine or excuse me, if you bring a bottle of wine into a country and that bottle vintage or year, has never been into the country before, you have to pay this humongous fee. And I'm not kidding. It's humongous. It's like I had to do it once. It was $1,500 because they have to lab test these products and make sure that it fits their standards or their regulations or whatever. And the first person gets kind of screwed. So interesting thing. So we used to just smuggle it in, but, um, I think I'll stop talking about that now. But anyways, you guys, uh, these guys over at Dry Farm give my listeners their first bottle for a penny. They've been doing this for years. All you have to do is head on over to dryfarmwines.com slash runga. You'll see right when you get there, it just says click to collect your penny bottle. All right, guys. Well, hey, this is a short and sweet one. A couple of questions I've been getting a lot of. It's always great to hang with you. Thank you guys so much for listening. As always, don't forget to subscribe, rate, review, enter our contest to win a $150 Kettlebell Kings gift card, which we give away every single month to somebody that reviews this show and either shares it on social media or emails a screenshot of their review to coachjodi.com. Excuse me. Hey at coachjoDI.com. I forget my own email. And yeah, guys, it's Friday. And if you're listening to this on Friday, have a fantastic day and a wonderful weekend. Try to get outside, get those feet in the grass if you can. I don't know where you live, but try to get the sun to hit your face at least. Just get outside and, and get away from that screen because we are spending a lot of time in front of it these days. And I worry about that. And I've talked a lot about that. So I'm going to stop. But have a wonderful day. Much love, guys. Thank you. Hey guys, I hope you enjoyed today's show. For the show notes for today's episode, head on over to coachjoedi.com and click podcast from the menu. If you'd like to leave a review, which I would absolutely appreciate on iTunes or Stitcher, wherever you found this show, please do so. These mean the world to me. They help me understand what my audience is gaining from these shows that I'm pouring my heart into and ultimately helps us to reach more people because these platforms like shows that get reviews. So it helps us out so much. If you're digging the shows, this would be so great if you could just leave a review. Also, I still give away $150 every two weeks to kettlebellkings.com to somebody that reviews my show. So if you leave a review, just screenshot it and email it to hey at coachjodi.com and my team will enter you to win this $150 gift card so that you can outfit your home with a couple of kettlebells on me. Also, when you're in the show notes, you'll find links to any products that we discussed, For full transparency, some of these links do contain affiliate links. This helps me to fund these episodes, pay my staff, and ensure that I'm taking care of the people that take care of us. So I absolutely appreciate you clicking links and using codes. It helps keep this train on the tracks. All right, guys, until next week, thank you as always for listening. I really appreciate you guys subscribing and listening to this show every week. I really put a lot into them, so thank you so much. And you'll hear from me again next week. Take care.